Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and today I have not one, but two guest hosts with me, two of my very best friends. One that you guys have heard before, he was featured on the episode Preacher's Kid. Corey Ellison is back with us. Say hey, Corey. Hey, Brittany. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for being here. And our second host, she's new to Shades of Brown, but she has been supporting Shades of Brown since before y'all knew it was a thing. One of my best friends, Mia Brinson, the founder of Bloom Room, coming soon. Hey, Mia. Hey, hey now. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. Awesome. Awesome. Before we start unpacking it, um, let's play a quick game. I got some quarantine questions for y'all. All right. So, Corey, when your city opens back up, when we're out of quarantine, we're free to go, things are, you know, kind of regular again, where's the first place you're going and what's the first trip you're taking? It depends on where, when it, when this lifts, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. I told you I want to go to Seattle. Uh-huh. And I really want to go ahead and buy a flight right now because they cheap as a mug. And I just want to go visit the very first Starbucks there. That's it. And because Grey's Anatomy is there, and I want to go. Yes, I'm such a hardcore Grey's Anatomy fan, and that that I have the same reasons for wanting to visit Seattle. Yeah, but yeah. then they, I feel like the outbreak was like real. Like, isn't that like a hot spot? Though? It certainly Seattle. is. It's Washington I think State. It was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of the worst at first, but maybe they're uh, on the better end of this thing because they got hit the hardest first. I don't know. But to be completely truthful to answer your question, I really don't want to go nowhere because I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so scared. I don't want to go That's real. That's real, man. That's real. I feel you. All right, Mia, um, what's a habit that you have formed in quarantine that you will most likely keep after quarantine? I would say um, quarantine has taught me to be still in some ways and have downtime and slow down. Um, So every weekend, I don't have to be trying to find the next best event to go to, but I can stay home, be with myself, read and catch up on me time and self-care. So hoping to incorporate even more of that. I love that so much for so many reasons. Mostly, you know, most of the reasons I'm a, I'm a busybody child. So I feel that I'm trying to establish a stillness routine and just be more mindful and yeah, sit down somewhere. So amen. All right, Corey. Well, this will this be for both of y'all, but Corey, answer first. What is one thing you're going to actually miss about quarantine? The sleeping in. Mm. I miss the sleeping in. And I don't sleep like past 10 in, but like I be having to get up at like six o'clock for work. So eight o'clock waking up. I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Mia? I'm going to miss all of the lies on like Instagram and stuff because this was the time even the celebrities was at home (laughs) so the fact that we were all in this thing together uh there was this 
you know, groundswell of encouraging and supporting each other and making sure everyone's good during this time. And so um, I probably, I'm going to miss that. Yes, I, I am so going to miss that. Mia, it's like every week, Mia's like, so where are you going? Where are you going this weekend? Who concert are you going to? We'll be on the phone and we'll hang out like, all right, well, I'm, I'm headed to a Babyface concert. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm headed to, I'm headed to such and such, you know, it's like, all right, well, have fun, girl. This episode, I just want to talk about, I want y'all to talk with me about uh, the joys and the pains of dating in this culture as a Christian what that looks like, how different it is from um, the average experience um, and where the similarities are, what the frustrations are, what the beauties are. But mostly I want to discuss how to, um, how we maximize our singleness, how we live life as a whole being and not just, you know, somewhere sitting down waiting for somebody. You know what I'm saying? I want to just just discuss um, the beauty in singlehood. All right, let's unpack it. So like dating as a Christian in today's culture is one of the most frustrating things. It's so just, it's all kinds of annoying, but it can also be fun too. Um, But I just wanted to like have this conversation um, because there are so many layers to this. There's so many more things to consider when you're dating as a black Christian. And um, I feel like so many other folks, just, just they're just always like, oh, your time is coming. Oh, just wait on God. Oh, what he has for you, it's for you. And nobody can, no, it's not for anybody else. Your season is on the way. And a lot of times these same people have been married for 30 plus years, 20 plus years. Like you have no idea what the struggle is today and all the different changes in culture and society that affect dating i just wanted y'all's take on it like what has been your experience um, has it been more joyful has it been more painful and what your life looks like when it comes to you maximizing your singleness so um my first question is how do y'all approach dating today given like the business of our lives do y'all do online dating do y'all do apps like are y'all doing the old-fashioned thing just being out and about sparking up conversation with strangers. Mia, um, how do you approach it? So I've done it all. <laughs> I've done the online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my present current situation is uh, the natural way. So the online dating game didn't work out for me so much. I found that it took a lot of time and energy and then it was when we did get together it was like I just want to see you in person and just to validate that you actually look like what these pictures said you look like and it was very um and then the dynamic when you actually meet someone in person can feel very different than casual text every now and then on the apps. So I found that it took a lot of time and didn't yield me great results at the time. So and now I'm just trying to be out here cute. Um, yes. I have to say, you know, when I pull up, I pull up, you Listen. know, so <laughs> I'm just doing the natural thing right now. Um, what about you, Corey? Do you do like online dating or are you just out here, you know, welcome to strangers? Like what's your number? Like, how do you how do you approach women? I be having to walk up to strangers, man. I never did the online dating, but I've always just 
been in situations where I want to approach somebody or there's somebody I'm interested in. I normally find a way to approach a person, especially if they're a person I see often or and I'm really interested, you know, I'll find a way to approach, but that's kind of my method. Is that enjoyable for you as a man? Like the the chase, the thrill of the chase, is that a thing for you? Is it a thing? Um, it does kind of like amplify like your aggression towards that person or like how much you actually like pursue that person. And then you got to deal with coming off the chase when you actually get to know that person and see if they about what you want them to be. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that leads me into like the whole like conversation about gender differences. Is there a place for gender roles in modern dating? Um, and if so, is it more lax than times prior? Where do y'all stand on that? Do you think that men should be the ones pursuing women, or is it okay for women to shoot their shot? Um, Corey, do you are you cool with women like approaching you, sliding DMs or whatever? Like, are you cool with that? I would be cool with it. Every time it's happened, it's been like in my youth, so it really didn't count. But like as a adult, that that's never really happened. But I'm open to it, and oh, but it's like all in like their approach and how yeah. to do it and like the scenario. Yeah, Mia, like, do you be shooting your shot out here in these streets? I mean, you bad girl. <laughs> like, you be sliding DMs, you be shooting shots and stuff, you be flirting heavy. She don't. <laughs> <laughs> and that may explain some things uh, why I'm single and I own that. But I tend to get really shy when I do like someone um, and really awkward. But <laughs> um, so for me, I've been told, you know, lately that that's something I should do. I should initiate and I should... Um, slide in DMs, but it is super uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I get really old school <laughs> when I start thinking about, uh, I enjoy being pursued. I enjoy when a man has enough confidence to come up to me and ask me how I'm doing. Like I, that does something to me all along. Yes. Um, so it steals that from me. And um, so I don't know, I'm not quite there yet. I listen, it's something about it's something so beautiful about an assertive man who know what he wants and goes after it. My God. Yes. yes. Amen. Can I uh, just say one thing that everybody needs a friend like Corey <laughs> that will humble you. Okay. <laughs> tell us. I have to tell a story. Please tell a story. So there was this one, because I'm trying, you know, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot my shot in the season. So I'm like, <laughs> Corey, there's this handsome man at church that I've seen. And I think, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And Corey's like, but is he really checking for you though? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> Like, you don't know if you just got out of bed with another woman. I'm like, this is this <laughs> Not help. Let me tell you something. Let me t- you ever need to be humble? Call Corey, okay? He is going to like. Let me tell you something. He's gonna make sure you know. Mm. He's gonna bring you right on down. We concluded that that's not your stilo that approaching men from that conversation. We did. 
<laughs> Which is why I'm just being cute in these streets. <laughs> Listen, how how is said man? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you know that actually was um good uh, uh recommendation because I haven't seen said man in months. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd be tapped in so. <laughs> You do sometimes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that that is hilarious. Like, I've noticed, I've noticed that one of my biggest frustrations with like modern dating is the communication styles. Um, whether it's talking on an app or texting or DMing back and forth, and it's like, all right, this gonna be it. Like, when are you gonna pick up the phone and call? You know, like, what has been y'all's experience in communication styles, and what do you prefer? Do you prefer texting or versus calling, or like, let's go ahead and meet each other really soon? Like, what what is your preference, Mia? I think my preference is phone, um, voice to voice. So I do understand, though, depending on the way that we meet, that there's going to be some form of texting or something like that at the beginning. Um, But if I meet you in person, I would prefer, like, our first real communication to be over the phone or something like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not really hung up on that because... I would prefer a man to just communicate. So text me, email (laughs) me, like as long as you are letting me know that I'm on your mind, um, you can send a smoke signal. Like I'm good. Listen, you said something then. Just communicate. Say, use words, say words. So let's talk about the faith factor, you know, like we're talking about like Christian dating. How does Christian dating um, differ from just your average, you know, average dating lifestyles? Um, Are we supposed to be super intentional about our dating? Are we supposed to involve God in the process? And if so, what does that look like? Corey, as a man, as a Christian man, do you involve God or do you just date just to date? Well, first of all, God can save anybody. So... (laughs) Oh. <laughs> he 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 didn't do it just for you. He did it for them too. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> There's your answer. Okay, so I get that. You think, you know, God which which is true, God can save anybody. <laughs> you know, I get it. Understood. So when you are dating then, are you saying you're open to dating any woman regardless of her faith? No, I actually I I do care. Like, but it's not like the very first thing I'm thinking about. Like, it's a hope, and, and, and but I won't let that keep me from meeting somebody new. Mm, you know okay. Saying? Just because you don't know what could come out of the relationship, it could be anything. So yeah, it's that. But I pref- I I would never date somebody that's not a Christian. But then it's like you go more detailed, and you like have uh, like what kind of a Christian are okay. <laughs> <laughs> some people be having some beliefs man and it's like, like I don't know I met somebody one time that was a Christian but they believe in fornication <laughs> yeah. you a liar <laughs> oh my lord Mia what about you matter. 
Yeah. What about you, Mia? Uh, when you're dating, is that something that is a priority for you? Or is it more so like Corey said, I, I prefer them to be Christian. I hope that they are, but I won't exclude them if they're not yet. So this is where I do think gender roles do play a part here because for me as a woman who will be submitting to my husband, I need him to be active in his Christianity. And by active, I mean have a um, relationship with God that is um, living, breathing, and current. That's what I'm trying to say. A current relationship with God. Yeah. Um, So I'm in the phase also of dating with intentionality. So I'm not really that interested in just um, casually dating because I am looking, so I am looking for marriage. Mm -hmm. So I am um, wanting someone when I'm talking to them, I am thinking about that. And my hope is that they are too. So I'm making that, you know, clear up front and honestly some men that turns them off and that turns them away um but the reality is that's where i am yeah Corey, let's talk about this dating intentionally versus dating casually as a christian man when you date is that on your mind is that like not you're saying like you're meeting a woman like i'm gonna marry her but is it like i'm just dating just today or there is some intentionality behind it when you start to date women I'd be wanting to date just to date, but women want you to court them with intentionality. And sometimes I just be wanting to casually date. And so if you don't have that conversation like ahead of time, then like you'll find yourself halfway there and it's like, hey, why are you falling back? I want to intentionally be with you. And to me, it was like, oh, I thought it was understood we were casually dating. So sometimes I'll find myself in a space like, the purgatory of casually dating and like dating intentionally mm-hmm. but i it it depends and then it also depends to answer your question it really depends on the person and how much i like them so i don't really i i don't look for casual dating i don't look for intentionality i just look to date sometimes especially in this space because i've dated so intentionally in my past and it's like past traumas with dating and so now i'm open to casually dating when mm. in the past i wasn't before so it's kind of a little both. I get that. Yeah. I get that. So what I hear you saying is like, so I have did it intentionally, um, but those outcomes made me open up to um, casual dating to see what, they're, what, that, what that leads me to. So I get that. One thing I think is important is that men make their intentions known, right? So I can respect a man who says, I want to casually date. Like I'm just wanting to get to know different women and just have some companionship, some friendship, dinner every once in a while, that sort of thing. Versus, you know, it's months down the line and it's, you know, now you say you just casually dating and I've caught feelings or something like that. So I prefer the intentions just to be stated up front. Now I'm not the aggressive type that on day one on hello, we have to have that conversation. I want to get to know you. But at some point, you know, within a month or so, or when it within a time frame, depending on how frequent we're speaking, 
um, it needs to be stated and it needs to be, um, you know, a mutual thing where I get to then choose whether I want to continue having conversations with you or whether I say, you know, this isn't safe for me and where I am and where I think this could go. Yeah, I really appreciate when um, guys are just upfront, like, hey, I'm just, you know, looking for something casual. Because th- that gives me my choice to say, all right, cool, go find that, because that's not for me, you know. But there are a bunch of women who do want to casually date, you know. I Just give me my time, man. Like, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm just just let me know. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate, that. appreciate that for sure. As Christian men and women, do y'all believe in interfaith relationships? Do y'all believe that you could be involved in an interfaith? Do, do you believe that those can be successful, interfaith relationships? Mia? Yeah, I've thought about this before, and what I've learned is it depends on how much your faith impacts your lifestyle, and my faith impacts my lifestyle every day, like, greatly, and so it would be challenging for me to have someone of a different faith who didn't get as excited about God that I do, or who's not praying like I'm praying, or where we can't break down the word together. Um, So for me and the way I live my life and how Christian looks to me and how I um, embody that, it would not work, the interfaith relationship. Same, it's like the faith thing is like on a list for me. So it's hard for me to even consider you in that life. Right? because that's when I like we I always find having in common with people is their faith and that's always like a good discussion starter is like talking about their faith or their church or their ministry that they're a part of so it's like sometimes so if I can't even have that conversation with you because that's normally what I talk about you know it's hard to even consider you being anything more than just this conversation sometimes so yeah yeah it's no for me dog <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So clearly faith is a, a a huge factor when it comes to dating as a Christian. I, I would agree. Um, let's talk about the race part. Um, us being black Christians. Um, that makes it even that, that makes it that gives a whole other layer to this dating thing. Um, in these in these modern times. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Does race play a factor in your dating life? And if so, how? Mia? I won't know. I want a black that girl. <laughs> oh, okay, Corey, tell us. Tell us, Corey. Please let it be known. Let it be known. I want me a black Nubian princess to be with me for the rest of my life and have my kids. Let them know, Corey. Oh, buddy, if you want to really bless me, let them be a nice chocolate girl. <laughs> yes, for the chocolate. Yes. <laughs> you know, the 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 lighter, you know, that's good too, Lord. But you know, you really did something when you did them, 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 them darker berries. <laughs> Corey. Corey, you are so crazy. Corey is oh, crazy. Oh, I tasted and I seen. Wait, I whoa, I whoa! <laughs> I tasted. Oh God. Whoa. So okay, you've made it clear, Corey, that you prefer black women. And on top of that, you prefer chocolate black women. <laughs> I just, I be wanting everything black. My coffee, my TV shows, my women, <laughs> my, my everything. <laughs> and Hell, as, my church. 
Dude, I love her so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But this is what this is what really tickles me about Corey, because Corey, and he's not kidding. He loves chocolate women. And as y'all saw from the second episode, he is just as yellow. I mean, the man is just like, <laughs> this is light skin. He'd be like, where's the chocolate? Give me the chocolate. And I love it. Thank you. Thank you for praising Chocolate Women, you know, because we out here underrepresented. So I appreciate the love. <laughs> Mia, <laughs> Mia, um, what about you? Well, oh, man. Let it be known that I live in Atlanta, okay? <laughs> because there's a whole dating situation in Atlanta from <laughs> the men ratio to women. Um, my preference Again, and I say again because it depends on how you live your life. And I am a black woman, <laughs> <laughs> like Corey. I like everything black. Um, I like black shows. I like you know. So, um, so my preference is a black man. However, I have said and feel that I want to open myself up to other races because what I've also heard, learned, and know um, from personal experience is that we're not always the preference of Black men. So, Corey, I appreciate your opinion, but I don't know that that's always the majority. Um, and especially depending on where you live because, you know, Allison, you and I met in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello. And we were just really not the preference. And so I've just learned to, you know, open myself up to other races. But yeah, my preference is definitely a black man. Yeah, I feel that it, it gets really, really tricky. Um, and I've had to ask myself this question on a really, in, in a deep way. Like, what does it mean if I'm unable to be with a black man? You know, because you talk about, um, the black man's preference, which, you know, though the majority of black men end up marrying black women, depending on these factors, such as like what Mia mentioned, geographical, you know, locations, we may not be the preference. It sure was not the case when we lived in Salt Lake City. And then you, you start talking about things like mass incarceration, you know, and um, it's a couple of different factors that play into like this whole ratio thing. And it's like, the reality is he may not be out there. You know, he may not be available. You know, like the they married, they're not into black women, they're locked up, they're because of the system, they're uh, it's all kinds of stuff that just like keeps uh, making the, the pool of black men smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, so the reality is, I think it's best to be open, but when you want what you want, you just you just want what you want, you know what I'm saying? Because man, black men are amazing. I feel that so we've discussed you know the differences in culture and how faith and race play a factor in dating in modern dating um, but let's shift gears a bit and talk about uh, our single lifestyles and how they are fruitful and flourishing and full and fun I want to make this a focus point because and I discussed this a little bit on the platonic intimacy episode just about how culture pushes us to be so focused on romance and so focused on marriage being the end goal and so focused on being chosen like 
But there's something beautiful about being single too. Like, so let's talk about the beauties of singlehood. Mia, help the people understand how to live a full and flourishing lifestyle as a single woman. I have to say, honestly, that I really just out here living my life. And I have people like you who acknowledge that I'm flourishing living single. And so I, it's actually not, I don't think about it as often as um, people may want me to. And I say that because you have the family pressures or you have um, societal pressures of like, oh, girl, well, when you don't get a husband or are you just so career focused that you're not thinking about a husband? And it's like, no, but I'm not going to allow that to be the forefront of my mind. Um, I'll give you an example. I had an aunt who asked me, so Mia, what colors do you want for your wedding? And I'm like, I'm not even dating someone <laughs> seriously right now. So I'm not going to let my mind spend time and energy on developing a whole wedding. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, um, so for me, what I have done um, in my singleness is embrace it. And whether that's traveling alone, if I need to, uh, going to dinner alone, if I need to, or lean into my friendships where I have friendships with other women um, and Corey. Um, Because <laughs> <so> that... <laughs> I don't have a lot of male <laughs> friendships, but, um, but leaning into those friendships to get strength and to enjoy life with as well. So for me, it's been spending time um, just building my own self and lately, what I've also realized that it's helped me do is um, solidify who I am as an individual. So I can say, these are my true boundaries. Um, these are the things that I are my non-negotiables and that I won't compromise on. Um, and spend time developing and building that. Because when you've been in relationships for so much, you compromise so much. And so just... Be, being able to spend the time to develop and nurture and enjoy those quirks about me and laugh at my own self um, has been the way that I really just tried to flourish. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And and let me let me make a disclaimer. I'm not saying like, oh, this is how you'll find the one by focusing and embracing your singlehood. No, this is not, I'm not saying, oh, do this so then. No, this is like, period. Like embrace your singleness, period. <laughs> like for yourself, for you. So let me just make that clear. Cause I know a lot of folks will say the, the one you're waiting for will come when you start, you know, loving you and when you start building you up. And that may be true, but that's not the motivation. So let me let, let that be known <laughs> i'm yeah. not yeah we, we live in our best lives period, period. <laughs> for me for, for me that's right yeah so all right Corey, tell us how you live in your best life as a single man a single christian i'll be wanting i'll be wanting my time i'll be wanting my privacy coming from like two long-term relationships and back-to-back -back that were just essentially trash but you know thank you god for the lesson <laughs> I've been valuing my time and realizing like how much I just like being with me. And it's not that I prefer it, but I 
enjoy it so much. And honestly, and then when I start dating and seeing somebody and it becomes semi-serious, it's like, man, we hanging out, but I be I want to go home now, like, and be by myself. Because <laughs> I've been reaching my cap. And it's not, it's nothing about them. It's just I've been in the space for, like, a long period of time where it's just me. And, you know, I like it a lot. Let me tell you one thing I love about Corey. We will be in a conversation on the phone, mid-conversation. He's like, all right, um, I've reached my cap. So is there anything else? <laughs> He's like, I'm done with people. <laughs> like, I'm done. And it has nothing to do with you, but I'm done. The, the anointing has left. I'm done. <laughs> hey, but you, this is how you know I'll be serious. Because it'll, it'll be days, especially during the quarantine, where I'll call you back like every hour on the hour. And then it hit about 9 o'clock. It's like, all right, girl. <laughs> My cap. I just. I know you just tell the story, but I. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, it's like may the Lord watch. <laughs> That's funny. Like, what's some things um, that you enjoy about singleness that you may not be able to uh, take over into you know your your marriage? Like, what's one thing that you just like? I I'm really really enjoying this right now, and I just want to uh, maximize it. Uh, because this is going to be it. Like, I know you just said about your time. Is there anything else, Mia, that you were just like, I love this about my singleness that I may not be able to enjoy as much when I get married? Probably um, the up and go. Like when I feel like going somewhere, even if it's internationally, I don't have to consider anyone else. Let I the people know. <laughs> Let the people know. You be just sitting. Listen. <laughs> I, there have been times I have called Mia on a random Thursday, Friday. Like, I cannot get in touch with her. And then three days later, oh, I was at uh, some island. She, she'll just name some island. I'm like, okay. Okay, girl. Well, it's good to have you back. <laughs> yes, yes. I just got back from Dubai, girl. <laughs> oh, my. What's up? Mia be out here, okay? Yes, she do. I... I enjoy that. And I think, you know, just that flexibility, that being able to uh, just choose a place that you personally have been wanting to go and not have to compromise or consider what would you like to do? And even when you're there to do exactly what you want to do um, on the vacation, it's like whatever it is that I looked up and I thought was a great idea is what I'm going to do. So um yeah I think I'll probably miss that <laughs> yeah I, for, I for sure get that something minor that I'll miss um well hopefully I don't have to miss it but I I worry about this like I am slightly OCD or maybe not slightly maybe a lot and I'm always hot so I keep it really cold um and I just be concerned like am I gonna be able to live with another person <laughs> like I like things in a certain way um, and to like have to consider, you know, someone else's, how they do life and how they arrange things, like all of those little things about, you know, just considering someone else all the time. Though this sounds like I'm being selfish. I'm not being selfish. I'm just for real. I, I like certain things a certain way. And I like my temperature to be cold. And what if he's like cold oh. nature, you know, like I'm going to be hot. Somebody going to be uncomfortable. So I just think about those kind of kinds of things. So I really, really enjoy like living alone, you know, like. I, I enjoy it. So that's one thing that I am trying to maximize now. Like all this alone time, like let me enjoy it. While I, while I don't have to consider anyone else, let me, you know, have my rug exactly how I like it. You know, my fridge, all my stuff in my refrigerator, just like how I like it. Everything is just how I like it for now, you know, and we'll, can, we can compromise later. 
One of those things that when you said, I hope doesn't go away, it made me think of um, what Corey was saying earlier is my time. Like I'm all, I think that I will always need that personal time to just recharge. I mean, I am an introvert. And so I gain energy by being by myself and being able to process things and putting a pause sometimes on life. So um, my hope is that my future husband will understand that and love that and even book a trip for me to just go and be in spa and enjoy myself. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, all right. Uh, I, I, we have a pretty good uh, percentage of men who listen to this. Uh, the 35% of the men who be listening to Shades of Brown. Y'all heard what she said. Yeah, I heard you, girl. <laughs> I've been waiting on you to cut up. <laughs> oh Lord, man, that's funny. Well, I'ma miss I'ma miss my money. I'ma miss all those things. But I'ma miss my money, man. Like, cause you know, when I be with somebody, I, what you want? Hey, you had a world, girl. <laughs> Listen, Corey would spend his last. When he loves somebody, Corey be like, hey, you Listen, can have it all. Man, you can have my you can get into my tithe and offer this. <laughs> wait, wait, no, Corey. I done gave my 10%. Now I was cursed, man. I, <laughs> I ain't there no more. I got a good job. I got a 401k. Just checked on it the other day. <laughs> Oh my Benefits. God. <laughs> Tell the women what you need, Corey. Tell them what you got, Corey. You just out here, like, go ahead. Listen. Your audio profile. <laughs> He's like, I got a good job. I got benefits. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no teeth. <laughs> I ain't been there before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love God. I, I love God. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> I love, love God. I go to church oh. when it was church. Yeah. I, got a little, <laughs> I just got a car. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are a fool. Mm. Oh Lord. Anyways, I love that um, y'all are. I love that y'all are two of my friends and I have several friends like this who like are so okay with who you are. So okay with the space you're in, enjoying your singleness and not even thinking about it really just living, you know, just living fully. I love that. And I encourage all of my listeners, um, if you are single to embrace where you are and to enjoy it because there will be a time, you know, when you get married, if you desire so that certain little pleasures you enjoy now maybe you're taking for granted you won't have them anymore so like lean into the space you're in right now into the season you're in right now um and live on purpose you know pursue your destiny pursue purpose like get to know yourself in in a really intimate way um and i and i hope and pray that you know if you desire marriage that, that it comes to you but for now live your best life sis live your best life bro like do all the things go all the places like see the world and explore take risks you know like you may not be able to be as risky in, in the marriage like just just do 
all of what you want to do. Don't wait. Don't wait to go on the trip when you get married. Like, do it now. Um, don't wait, you know, for, for the spouse to buy a house. Do it now. Like, you don't, you don't have to wait. Let me tell you something. Because Mia, how, at this point, Mia, how many houses have you purchased? <laughs> this is my third house. Listen, Mia don't play games, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Mia, play, Mia plays no games, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, don't wait. Don't wait. So, yeah. <laughs> I have a whole story around that yeah. where when I started my healing process from a really bad relationship and God was, uh, he and I were having a conversation and said to me that he wanted to establish me. And I didn't realize at that moment that I was thinking that, oh, I'll get a house when I get a husband. Oh, I'll get this nice car when I get a husband. And how I was just waiting on my life to begin once I got married. And God made it really plain to me that he wanted to establish me and to basically free me to move forward in that. And ever since then, I haven't looked back. So yeah, yes. three houses later, trips later. Yeah, I'm just yes. still doing it. I love 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 it so much. Mia is such an inspiration. Um, when I first met her, what, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I'm like, yes, this, I, I just want to be you. Like, I just want to live your life. <laughs> I love it. Um, Corey, what were your final words regarding this, you know, dating as a black Christian? What were your final words? Be like, how would you sum this up? What, what, what you got, you got something for the people. I think it would, I think I would start with saying like, just to piggyback off of what you were saying with maximizing your singleness, pursuing your purpose and just finding yourself. But like with that, and we've talked about this, don't let it be so like, cause for me, when I became single um, after a relationship, I wanted to do those things, but it became overwhelming because I was struggling to like find purpose. And really it was a reality check for like, and letting me know like everything I missed out on knowing about myself. And so I let it overwhelm me. And that would be my advice. Don't let that overwhelm you. Don't let the struggle of pushing towards your purpose or discovering yourself more or knowing what, you know, your uh, triggers are and like, just be okay with the process of all that. And like, just, be cool with it and then when you get to a place where you want to date again or you want to date just be intentional about what you want with you and communicate communicating those things to that person and that's what one thing i had to learn is like i will always find myself in a pickle because because of my lack of communication and if i would have just communicated that hey i'm not as interested or i'm just wanting to be casual with this thing i would have avoided a lot of unnecessary things and issues so just be intentional be open and communicate and just know where you want to go with it and be aware of when it is time to take the next step and when it's time to cut it off just be aware of all these things just don't be doing it just because that's really dope. I love that something you said about the process. It made me th it made me think about something that um Mike Todd always says: fall in love with the process, not the results. And I love that 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 would save us mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of um, disappointment is focusing on the process and not the results or the destination. So that's yeah. really cool. Mia, what about you? What help the people? I would say find, especially for women a community of like-minded women where they are women of purpose or women who are consumed with God and not waiting on God to send their husband. 
because I've been in conversations with some women and that is all they're talking about is um, men or what they're not doing and all these things or they're bitter. And if you find yourself around people like that often, then your mind is going to continue to just work on that frequency. And I would just say, if you get around women and build your community with people who are chasing their purpose, um, then you can enjoy your singlehood that much more and be that much stronger and ready um, when your husband does come. I love that so much. And it's one of the many reasons why I appreciate our friendship, Mia, because we have our times, you know, we have girl talk, you know, we talk about guys and men, you know, but it is not uh, the center of our conversations, you know, like we talk about all of the things and have end up conversations about all of the things, you know, and if we talk about men, cool, but it's just not something that is just like, constant you know and it's so true that you, you don't even realize the energy it takes to stay in that place of disappointment or focusing on what you don't have you know until you do get around people who are you know are about purpose and something else so yeah I, I appreciate that you're that way it it has for sure enriched my life <laughs> so uh let's close this thing out um and get on to the final segment of this episode brownie points y'all know what it is this is the uh season finale the first season finale of shades of brown so let's um let's let's give them a good a good old a great shout of praise yes Oh, so yeah, let's give them a really good brownie points, y'all. All right, let's start with Mia. What, um, what are you giving yourself brownie points for uh, this week, this month, this this moment? Well, I'm going to take this moment to do a shameless plug. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. For the Bloom Room. And the reason I'm going to take this moment is the biggest brownie point is because when I think about how I spent these last few weeks um, in this quarantine, I've been able to be um, intentional, word of the day, uh, about building what I know God is calling me to build. And I am building out a community for women who need career and life advice, as well as resources to navigate their careers. So I'm really, really excited about it. So more to come. Yes! Um, for us on IG, but giving myself brownie points for birthing something that's been on me for a couple years now. I am so very excited. We've talked about this and I am so happy that the Bloom Room is on the way. Um, I cannot wait to have you back on as a guest to talk about it. Um, so that that's awesome. Yay, yay for Bloom Room. I'm so very proud of you. And it's crazy how, I mean, God has shut down the whole world. And I think he's, he's been quite intentional about, you know, getting our attention. He's like, all right, okay, all right, me. Let me, let me shut down the globe. Will you do it now? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Corey, what are your brownie points? Uh, today I washed my car. Um, that is, I, the devil really been fighting me on that. And 
I wasn't going to let him win today. I can't stand you. <laughs> not only, listen, let me testify. Not only did I wash it, I vacuumed it out. Oh, oh let me testify. I wiped it down. <laughs> and I cleaned my leather seats and I conditioned them. You conditioned? Wow. Yes. Come on and co-wash. Sure it sure did. <laughs> Waiting for a young lady to get picked up right now after this quarantine <laughs> over on that on them supple letter seat. <laughs> so I washed my car today, man. Like I've been it's been like a month and I don't it made me feel bad. Like and I that's all I can give God praise for right now. Amen. Or brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brownie points, give God praise, you know, whatever. It's whatever. Same thing. He's going to get the glory. He's going to get the glory regardless. <laughs> to God be the glory. <laughs> you know what I'm giving myself brownie points for? This is going to be a collective brownie points. I'm giving us brownie points for successfully recording this episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> because yeah. let me tell y'all. <laughs> y'all, let me tell y'all. You listen. don't have to tell it. <laughs> let me listen. No, I, no, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not. Go, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Let me tell y'all how we initially recorded this episode in Jan in December of 2019. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. We initially recorded this in December 2019. Um, we needed to re-record, and we have literally been rescheduling since December 2019. Okay. We finally figured out, okay, yesterday was going to work, which was, I don't know the date, but yesterday was going to work. Get on the call. I'm like, okay, it's happening. Finally. Then, you know, things happen. We weren't quite ready. And it's like, you know, we can just do this another day. <laughs> and so this is like, it, it, it's the third recording attempt, but it feels like the 15th. So I'm just giving us, I'm giving us brownie points for recording this episode. And it just dawned on me that this is the season finale, the first season finale, and that you two are the guests, the two people who have helped me the most with Shades Brown. So I thank you guys so much for all of your support. Y'all listeners, y'all have no idea. These two people right here, they're literally is no shades of brown without Corey ellison and mia brinson so i appreciate y'all so much and i hope that y'all continue to be on my team with all things shades of brown um i cannot even begin to share the things that they've done because i would be talking for another hour because the list is just that long but yeah i appreciate y'all and it, this was not supposed to be the season finale but it just worked out that way and you know i think all things are divine so yes i appreciate y'all thank y'all so much um we are preparing some things for the in-between time and for the hiatus for some, some bonus content. Um, so stick around. And of course, please go to, to Instagram and Facebook and share with me under the Brownie Points post what you're giving yourself Brownie Points for. And please stick around, share, like, subscribe, comment, do all those things because though I'll be on a hiatus until the next season, we'll still be having some stuff, okay? So I appreciate y'all for... Um, Come and go on this ride with me and like listen to Shades of Brown first season. This is so cool to me. So yeah. All right. Well, um, until next season. Bye.